2: Hey, thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. This version of the show is completely ad-supported. If you want to listen early and completely ad-free for as little as a dollar a month, find out more at Patreon.com/sunranto, where a hundred of our greatest supporters give us a dollar a month at least in order to keep this show going. So uh, yeah, do that. Patreon.com/sunranto. Thanks, and here's the show. Go Cubs.
0: Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton, Sunrento, Michael Cotton, Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Golly. Son Ranto. Michael, Sunrento.
2: Give it to me, Michael, for all
0: time's sake. Son!
2: edition uh, hey welcome to the 2020 presidential debates i am Britt hume <laughs> i don't know why i picked him uh and of course we have our two challengers michael cotton who's running on the mugwump jism party and Crawley's jizz, Cubs. Jazz Chasm Party. <laughs> the, the, the Jazz Chisholm Party. The Jizz chasm Party. And there's Crawley Cubs who's uh, running on the dick poll party. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, we have lots of debates. So who are you going to vote for? We'll find out tonight. No, thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, you know, because honestly, most people know who they're going to vote for. So why the hell would you watch those two old men yammer on against each other Uh, Trying to uh, basically give us a reality TV show moment. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's bullshit. So we decided, hey, you know, fuck the
1: debates. We're going to go live. And and you're not going to say anything. We are. The shit we say here, we will not uh, hedge around, you know, beat around the bushes. We won't move around. We'll tell you exactly what the fuck we're thinking. We'll 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 tell you the truth. No no fake news on this show, you know what I mean? We may not say the truth, but so there's a question right
3: there's a question right here. Where's Crawley's 2020 postseason hat? Interesting question, okay? (laughs) So, Steve, here's the thing. I am kind of irritated about this situation. I was looking for a NLDS because the Cubs won. We were talking about how they actually have they won the central, right? There is not one Hat or shirt that says that the Cubs were the 2020 NLDS champs. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, But we do have some uh, exciting news. We will be at Wrigley Field tomorrow.
2: Yeah, the three of us will be broadcasting the pregame uh, in – to hopefully hopefully it works but we'll be broadcasting the pregame live from the rooftop and so if it sounds like shit that's why but if it looks awesome that's also why
3: (laughs) so So Steve uh, I am going to go down to some of my uh, probably Wrigleyville sports and grab uh, some of the gear that I need down there probably a hat I'll wait for the shirt until it goes on clearance because I don't think they're gonna be selling too much of that shit
2: and I do want to say too thank you to all of our Patreon supporters because we wouldn't do that and spend money on, uh, you know, clown ball game, uh, except if it wasn't for you guys. So like we're spending a couple months of Patriot, but we're, that, that's what we're doing because, uh, of you guys. So if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't do it. And I think back to last year when a lot of us pitched in to send Johnny to the world series and stuff, I think if we keep paying it forward like that. We're going to have good things happen to us. That's how I feel about it. And, but thank you, guys. I really appreciate uh, all our patron, Patreon patrons. So, hey, we got the Marlins. So I thought it would be appropriate if we started with uh, a little song from Scott Stepp just to get us in the mood to talk about the Marlins. Oh. It's, it's a song, and I, I swear to God I won't play too much of it. I'll It's a song
1: that lives in infamy.
2: Yeah, but we're going to listen to a little Marlins Will Soar just to get us in the mood. I Please do not tune out. I promise I won't play more than 30 seconds of this thing. Uh, But we have to laugh a little bit because it's stupid.
0: Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double play. I, I'm sorry, it's it's too <laughs> shitty. We we can't we can't keep going.
2: <laughs> it's just like even from the beginning. Baron what is what does Creed sing? That's the guy from Creed, Scott Stapp.
3: This is his name, uh higher. Can you take? It's the same song. It's the
0: same. Yeah.
2: type. of <laughs> Can you take God? me higher, doo-doo. And and all those dudes are all Eddie Vedder ripoffs. They're like they, they went I to the Eddie say, Vedder. It,
1: it sounded like a, a like a dime store Eddie Vedder. Yeah, exactly. A guy doing an Eddie Vedder impression.
2: Well, you know, because he Eddie, he probably it was probably the idea. He was like, "Hey, Eddie Vedder did the all the way, and that was a big hit in Chicago. They love it." But the the difference between what Eddie Vedder did is he did a song for a baseball team that everybody loves and that likes rock and roll, like the Marlins. You know, first of all, I would guarantee if you did a song in Espanol. For the Marlins, like some like freaking Cuban jam, you might get somewhere, but yeah. like you know what I mean, or or right like I don't know. It, that's that's about it. That's have that's
3: you guys, pretty, have you guys much... been to Marlins Park? I know Danny. I think you I have. have yeah, right? yeah. Saw a uh, good fight
1: there. By Michael, the pool, either. No, I haven't. I haven't been down to any of the uh, any of the Florida parks. Driven so, by the one in Tampa Bay, and it looks like shit from outside.
3: Miami. I actually like Marlins Park. I went to the Clevelander and jumped in with my underwear on and swam in the pool. And uh, and uh, and, and, then, like, and he
1: was thrown out. That yeah, that was beautiful. They said no, <laughs> you're supposed to be wearing trunks.
2: Yeah. Do you have a picture of you fucking Billy the Mar- Marlin in the face too? <laughs> no,
3: I, I, I no, I don't think I did that one on that one. But uh, no, it was uh, you know they got a DJ though that's playing like the whole like it's a totally different atmosphere than Wrigley where you got John Eggs Benedict on the organ and. You know, some of that stuff. It's like it's like there, it's like a boo like boo. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's a club. It's like yeah. a Miami
2: club. I had a great time, too. I mean, and plus, it's empty. So, like, no chances of getting coronavirus. I mean, and that's one of the things that I think that the Marlins are used to. When they come into Wrigley Field, nobody will be there. And, uh, I, you know, I was wondering this today because I was listening to the radio broadcast of the White Sox game and I listened to a little bit of the Twins Astros, too, and it sounded like they had louder fake crowd noise. Like the playoff fake crowd, they're like, Hey, turn it to eight instead of seven, you know, today, cause it's the playoffs. And I don't know. i would be curious to see if we get any of that tomorrow, if we could hear it from outside the stadium when we're on that rooftop. But, um, Hey, should we talk about the Marlins? All right. Well, first let's talk about the Cubs. Um, no playoff roster yet as we've been, we've been refreshing our feeds to see, uh, what's happening. No playoff roster. Um, now, what do you think the holdup is? You'd think you'd want to say to the guys that were going to be on there, hey, tomorrow the game's at one. That's what I'm saying. The game's at one.
3: I, I think they know I think the players know who's going to be there. They're yeah. just going to wait to put it in there. That's not anything that's that big of a deal, I would say. And and I don't think there's going to be all too many surprises, to be honest.
1: You you put that out last minute so that uh, the players can't see anybody comment on what the lineup is especially if it's an, you know because David Ross is not is going to get some sort of grief from some direction right no matter what that lineup looks like from from us absolutely KB second we're gonna say something KB ninth well actually we'll probably like that but <laughs> like you know what I mean it's that's what you're gonna get so why give everybody a whole day? To write well, think, that story. Just fucking put it out there right before the game.
3: Well, no, I think what Danny's talking about is the actual roster that they're going to use. The 28 men that they're going to have to choose from. Yeah, I'm not talking
1: about the lineup. I'm oh, you about said lineup. Ra- I thought you were talking about the actual lineup. No, no. Okay. No.
3: So I think that, you know, they're, they're going to take their time. They have they have no anything. I'm sure they're going to be talking about it, and we'll, we'll they'll, they'll make a decision. I think it'll be released first thing in the morning.
1: They might still be, you know trying to figure it out there might be like three guys at the bottom of that thing they're just trying to like yeah what do we want to do do we want to bring Braylon in you know he wasn't terrible the other day and we'll just have him on the bench to see it that type of thing or you know or do we give Jose Martinez one more chance to go over season <laughs> you know like they, there might be just one or two guys there that they're kind of looking at I don't I wouldn't think so but this team is not super strong at that last you know couple positions this version of the Sunranto show is ad supported by bet online
2: you know the wait is finally over and a triple header of fun is upon us this week football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early the nba finals are here and the mlb playoffs are in full swing now you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and we thank them for sponsoring. This podcast.
3: And and you're looking at bullpen spots, who's gonna take what? And, and and again, this is kind of the issue that I was disappointed in the other day of letting Alzale go so long in a meaningless game. Is you know, is he gonna be somebody that can contribute? Do you want to take a roster spot on him? I don't know.
2: Well, and especially because, and we'll go through it in a second, the Marlins hit lefty pitching way better than they hit righty pitching. So I understand why you're getting BDJ Big Dick John in there. He's the veteran, he's the guy that you would go to in a deciding game and you know, you'd probably have a short leash just in case things went off the rail quickly. We've seen that already with uh, John Lester this year. But wouldn't you want to have a rested Alzale in the wings? Now maybe it's enough. Now maybe it's enough time to get him back out there, but
3: Right, even just for like a couple innings or something. But, yeah, that's it was definitely one of those head-scratching moments because, you know, like you said, the Marlins hit left-handed pitching. You saw what the White Sox did against left-handed pitching. Guess what? They just won today against a lefty start. exactly.
2: Right. So
3: it's like, look, you don't have time to say, oh, John, all those years, everything you've done. It's like, who gives you the best opportunity to win today? And so if it goes down to a game three – Yeah, I I know it's John Lester. And and here's the thing. And and you guys, I mean, I've been to a lot of playoff games in my lifetime. I was at every playoff game in 2003, 2007, 2008, 2015. I missed game four of the World Series 2016. I was there for all the postseason in 27. Yes, Michael, the wild card and game 163 in 2018. So I've been to all those. And there's a completely different atmosphere. And I think that the, the not having fans is going to be way more uh, evident and be a bigger factor in the postseason than it would in the uh, regular season. Regular season sometimes, like if it's a shitty game in April, or, or let's be honest, if it's like a, whatever, like, like, you know, in the playoff, when you get into those pennant chases, yeah, regular season games can get real tense. But it's a totally different level when you are in the postseason, just like the crowd is different. People and, don't sit down. You
2: know, sometimes, you know, if, if there's something big happening, you're expected to stand up and you'll always have some asshole behind you being like, Hey, sit down. I can't see. And you're like, dude, it's the playoffs. That's how this works. I mean, yeah. they,
1: But then again, these are Chicago fans. And we saw what happened in uh, game three and four at Wrigley during the world series where there was tension in those stands. And uh, it might not be a terrible thing, to have that because there are a lot of Chicago Cubs fans right now, just on the fucking edge of the, you know, edge of the cliff, ready to jump over anything. Well,
3: you know, that Joe, uh, our friend Joe Killian, uh, the, you know, he, he was, Joe Gallen, yeah, yeah, Joe Killian, sorry. And uh, he was talking the other day about, you know, about how, when in 2015, the Cubs went to Pittsburgh, he was glad because of the, you know, the immense mood swings that can happen in the stadium like I said, 2008, like the, the the stadium just was sucked out of any energy right away by the Dodgers, and you could just feel it. Like it was just so dead oh, ass. Oh man,
2: we get we get kicked in the balls so easily as Cub fans. Now I'm curious as to whether I think that that ship has maybe sailed at this point, and that maybe you know we we are more relaxed. I mean, I've been at the wild card game, uh, the you know last or the tiebreaker and the wild card game I went to a couple of years ago. You know, I was in, the, you know, the NLCS against the Dodgers that we lost. Uh, I saw the games against the the Washington Nash Nationals in 2017, and that did feel different than 2016 because you had already done the thing, but you had done the thing a year earlier. Just, I mean, it was recent memory. I don't think we are getting as tight as we once were, but I think that we that that's more like a muscle memory for our fandom. In that, and the fact of the matter is that the tickets are really expensive, and who shows up are these longtime season ticket holders, who's a lot of the money people and stuff like that. You know, you see a lot of older people going to the ball games and they are the ones that are yelling to please sit down. Hey, I can't see. And you're like, dude, you've been to every Saturday game this year. I understand. Ben, you sold all your other tickets or game to your grandson, but let me tell you, this is how this is going to work here. And so it's, you know, I, I'm curious as to how a crowd would have been, but here's the beautiful thing. We're the only people that get to go to a baseball game and we're going to one tomorrow.
3: Well, you know, the other the thing only is,
2: people that we'll see unless Manfred, less people in the World Series. You
3: all, yes, he is because it's Texas. So they're letting people into the Texas games. Limited amount of people. No. So uh, the other thing I was going to say is that a lot of times people who don't go but just want to be there because it's the hot ticket show up.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, God. oh, and a lot of times a dude wants to, you know, he's just in town and he's on business. Like I've seen this too, like at a, a big playoff game. Dude is, like, right down front on business. His girlfriend, like, dressed up, like, or his wife dressed up like they were going out, like, on the town. Like, she's, like, wearing heels at a at the NLCS. And you're like, oh, lady, you're just, you're not going to be happy. Like, and then in the 30s. <laughs> he's like, you know, I got
1: a surprise for you. Yeah, he's got she a dresses surprise. dresses up perfect, your- you know.
3: That's what it looked like. No, I've seen this. And then he spills a beer on her by the third inning. Exactly. <laughs> and,
2: then, and then he's going to buy her a Cubs sweatshirt for <laughs> first $80 and a blanket for $300. You well, know, I, then, have
3: a, I have a theory, and you could totally tell the worst Cub fans are the ones that have the Cubs' titlist hat. Like, it's a golf thing because they went to some sort of getaway or retreat or something where they were given away like so the hat that they have is not an authentic Cubs hat. It's just like titleist brand, like golf club hat is me, it's awful.
1: Right. They're they're more into uh advertising for titleist than they are cubs. The cubs thing is a little thing on the side. They're like, No, I'm a Titleist guy. Oh, yeah. and I also kind of I also kind of like the Cubs a little bit. They yeah. w- they went to some sort of event
3: where they were giving away the titleist hats as a sponsor. And there's some big wigs that have money that like to golf, and now they're going to the Cubs game. because well, it's like the some, hot
2: ticket. Sometime in the offseason, we'll have
1: to shit on yeah. golfers in general. <laughs> it, was, it was John <laughs> Hamm. You remember John Hamm went to that game for what reason? I have no fucking clue. Just to wear his hat. St. Louis Cardinals hat. Like, what the? But that he had, was he, had a, he went, but he didn't he have a Cubs hat
2: too at some point? Like, he's, I don't think he's the real deal. No, he's I, a I have no fan. clue. I just Only don't know Cardinals,
1: why. I, yeah, there was somebody. But why would he even go? He's he's what you're talking about. He's just a dude that's just like, it's a thing that I want to do just to say that I could do it. I don't care about what's actually happening on the field. Like Marlon's man.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah, exactly. Well, I've met Marlon's man. And I did try to get him on the show. I know I said I was going to try to. I did. And Marlon's man liked a lot of my tweets. I like I put out like pictures of us like here we are in 2016. And there, there we are, right there. And and by the way, here's when I played for the Marlins back in. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I played for the Marlins and back you, in, and
1: you were wearing Marlins man's uh, little shirt. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I know. Well, here's the thing that I've always, always, always very proud of is that I actually played for the Marlins in 1987 before the Marlins were a team. So, like, you know, like my uh, my little league didn't license the actual team names. Like, they wouldn't do that, like, once that was a thing. And so we they just made up, like, the Bearcats. I was on the Scouts one year, the Falcons, you know, that kind of garbage. And uh, so one year I was on the Marlins, and then, you know, I always thought that it was because they saw my amazing play that they're like – you know, hey, you know it's a good name for a team. That little league kid. No, nah, <laughs> I, I kidding. So anyway, I did like what Crawley when he saw this picture of me as a Marlin in 1987. He quick put out a Photoshop as as, as me as the the Sandlot guy. So I and Porter.
1: Yeah, I. You know what? Is, that, is he, that a is that a Photoshop? Yeah, I photoshopped. I, I think you just put out the regular picture. They they, they were separated <laughs> yeah. at birth. No, yeah. a lot
2: a lot of people commented on Twitter about how uh, you know I looked like that guy, and it's pretty obvious. And I do wonder if they did model. Well, there. Th- that's a me type, a little little fat redhead kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty
1: much what we look like. You were a meme before computers,
2: <laughs> and, and then exactly, and then <laughs> that's hysterical. And then did you see the kid in the lower left-hand corner? He's like got he's like got a gap
1: tooth, and yeah, uh, he's you know. got one busted tooth and one tooth that is clearly fake.
2: Yeah, exactly. So whatever that the kid that got his tooth busted, that guy. He he! Uh, when when I put that picture out on Twitter, he's like, "Hey, that's me! <laughs> I was on the Marlins," and that's only happened to me really one more time in my life. Where uh, in like the '90s, I was in Washington D.C. doing rent, and this girl came up to me and she goes, "I know this is gonna sound crazy. I, I was like 23 at the time. It's like I know this is gonna sound crazy. My family lived in Virginia for like five years when I was a little little kid." I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think you were at my like seventh birthday party. And I was like, what? And so she's like, pulls out a picture and there I am at her seventh birthday party. I was like, well, that is weird because who the hell knows who the hell was at her seventh birthday party? I certainly have no clue.
1: I could guess a couple of people just because like they were my friends forever yeah. back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. but." I I could not be like 100 percent certain these are the kids that buy a party.
2: I was like, that's a great pickup line. Let's go make out. <laughs>
1: so there it, you go. It, and and did it. you? Yeah.
2: No, we didn't. No, Damn. never. So anyway, the Marlins. Getting back to the Marlins um, <laughs> or the Cubs. What, what you do I doing want to, here? you want to talk about the Cubs? But uh, more, um, how about Jose Martinez? Do you think he should be on the team? No, because he will, he will not be on the team. I don't think so either. You got to go with all your lefties because we're fi- going to face three righties on the Marlins this this uh, time out. The three starting pitchers will all be right-handed, and most of their good uh, bullpen guys are right-handed too. So it's uh, they 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 hit lefties, and they're all right-handed. Yep, <laughs> the whole team is right-handed. Apparently, that's one of the things that uh, is one of the uh, pre factors for getting COVID because the whole team also eighteen. 17 players yeah, got COVID. Years. 17, 18 players got COVID on the team to start the year. Uh, they were one of the teams along with the St. Louis Cardinals that really fucked, uh, fucked up uh, their season, except for that both teams are playoff teams now. And it was a low bar to clear. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, I mean, uh, Steve Shore writes in, he interrupts the show to let us know that he now has Creed's Higher in his it, I assume that's how it goes because all girls can you yeah.
3: take me higher.
2: Oh,
1: y'all got Creed rolled.
2: Yeah. So uh anyway, it's uh I don't know. What what do you any other like who do you think the Cubs should he, definitely he, have on this roster? Uh, I mean, they need to stack they, they only need the one lefty. They only need uh Braylon Marquez as <laughs> their sole lefty. No, I'm kidding. Uh Chafin, maybe. Chafin is a no, question. I mean, who, or or, or are you going go to go with Kyle Ryan? There's questions about his health. Possibly, I don't right. know. Who do you think? Because you only need the one
1: guy. And maybe I mean, that's why they're kind of waiting because they maybe they want Ryan, but they got to see if he can kind of get it together. And so they're taking all the time they can.
3: You, you're really kind of wor- you know you you know who's going to be in the main lineup. You know who's going to be off the bench. And and honestly, in such a short series, is it really going to matter? You're probably, you're probably going to use your best bullpen arms for at least two of those games. You know what I mean? And you have a DH, so right. you
1: don't really need to have a long bench.
3: Right, right. You know, and so that just, is
1: not an endorsement of the DH, by the way.
3: I just don't think it's really going to matter. I think you, you know the more is is how Dave Ross is going to stack his lineup against these righty pitchers. Like, are you going to see Jason Hayward batting fourth? Are you going to see you know uh, Schwarber obviously would be then maybe sixth? you know Rizzo maybe second. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we saw a lot
2: of that with the stacking of the lefties and uh, Billy Hamilton. You know, who? I mean, I am sorry, but. Uh, Billy Hamilton, I'm all about I, I know he's not going to get a start. In fact, like I saw an interview with him. He's like, Yeah, they told me to be ready by the sixth. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> he is, you know, except for the, They probably had not tell him the night before. It's like, Billy, you can't sleep in tonight. You know, like you got to be here early. You're, you're actually you going out uh, there. The old, first, Lee yeah. Smith,
3: old Lee Smith, where he used to take the nap where he would sleep in <laughs> the first five, six innings. And sure, they would wake him up right around the sixth inning.
2: Sure. But I mean, uh, you know, and I saw that by the way that Billy Hamilton owns. He tied. He's already tied every single other cub on this team for stolen bases
1: at <laughs> at three. He's been here for like four days, and he's already stolen more bases. And one of the three was home plate.
3: I got to <laughs> ask you guys, and and I hate to do this, but I did it when Billy Mar- Billy Hamilton, Billy Martin. I did it when Billy <laughs> Hamilton was on the Reds, and I'm going to bring it up here. I do not think that glove thing should be legal or if you wear that glove it cannot extend past your fingers
1: what glove like, thing
3: so if you watch it looks like an oven mitt he has like an
1: oven mitt oh oh not. yeah the sliding glove to protect their fingers
3: right but it's like four or five inches ahead out of their <laughs> fingers
1: so it gives
3: them like a little little bit extra to get in there you know what i mean
2: yeah no i, I hear you i mean but you know maybe- i haven't been paying
1: attention but if that's the case that's fucking ridiculous
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, but it it is a little bit longer. I think it's why they wear it. But, you know, they do. It does make sense. I mean, how many injuries did we used to see before the oven mitt? And some guys still don't wear the oven mitt. But uh, the guys that do, uh, do you think they're at a distinct uh, advantage?
3: Yeah, I mean those plays are bang Obviously, bang, yeah. you know. So it's like every every centimeter, every everything every bit of a secondary lead, every everything matters in the stolen base department. So, you yeah. know, having two or three extra inches, I know we're going into Sunranto after dark here, but having those, you know, it makes a difference, you know. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. Uh so uh and, I agree and, with and, you. I, and if- and he, so you got 28 guys. I mean, I really think they just stack it with righties and lefties. Like righty pitchers, lefty hitters. You know, as much as you can, I do think you might see. We saw it towards the end of the year in which you kind of you, you know, when you were facing a right-handed pitcher, they did have more lefties. Jason Hayward moved up. Uh, Javi moved way down, but that was maybe for other reasons. So, you know, it's it's I do think that we might see that. Like just stack it like and but as Michael had said, it's like why can't we have the guys all in a row? That get on base, that have good batting averages. Like, let's get the train moving, and then maybe it like you know inspires the guys b- behind them who are sucking to like knock some people in. You well, know the I
3: mean? the real big question that you're going to have here is when you're talking about your lineup. We've seen the deficiencies of Jason Kipnis at second base. Even when he was in his prime, he wasn't a great second baseman. Okay, now that he's older, he's even worse. So, are you going to put Kipnis in the lineup as a second baseman, and then have Caratini as a switch hitter? That that's two lefties that you could have there. And then, if you do get the lead, then put Nico in at second or something like that. So, th- those are the questions that I'm more interested in when it comes to it.
2: Yeah, I, I think that is exactly because you got half from the left side and center. That would normally be a platoon. Obviously, Schwarber gets the start. Your entire outfield this left-handed basically Ooh. and your entire infield except for Rizzo is going to be right-handed except for that second base so I think yeah you we do have the lefties to throw against this team I do like how it's going to work or, right you could work. start
3: out with half half leading off and then you could go Rizzo second Brian third would you say Hayward fourth uh, uh, Schwarber fifth you know what I mean Javi six Victor Caratini, seven, you know what I mean? Kipnis, eight, something to that degree, you know? Yeah,
2: I think that sounds about right. And, you know, Caratini, I I think he had a few hits in the in the I I didn't look it up, but he had a few hits towards the end of the season there. And because he was scuffling for a while. And and I think uh, I remember tweeting something nice about him. (laughs) Anyway, that's that's how I kind of gauge players. I'm like, I remember saying something nice about Victor. So the big
3: announcement today, though, was the or the other day was the uh, game one starter who we had a general idea, but the game one starter is going to be Kyle Hendricks mm-hmm. led the NL with eight K's per walk uh, and uh, ranked second with an eighty one point one innings pitched. when all the other guys were going like four or five innings in the opening. You know what I mean? Opening day start. He went a complete game. He posted a one eighty five home ERA in yep. six starts. That's home Hendricks.
1: Yeah, eighty. Home. I mean, they played one third of a season, and he had eighty-one innings. Yep, that's. A, yeah, I mean, that's old school guys finishing out the year at two hundred and fifty innings or something like that. Like that shit doesn't happen anymore.
2: Yeah. And, and- and he's not. And the sad thing is, he's not even going to be in the the Cy Young uh, conversation nope. because, it, unfortunately, he had to pitch on the road.
0: <laughs> so, well, it's, otherwise,
2: it's, it would have been a lot. It's
3: it's not only that because he's just not a sexy pitcher. You know what I mean? He doesn't like he doesn't have twelve pitches and he doesn't have a ninety eight mile per hour fastball or something like that. All, all he is is he's just a really smart guy that hits his spots and induces contact. Like the only way that it's not recognized as being as important as
1: this. Yeah. The only way he can get into that Cy Young is like he did that one year with the lowest ERA and he's got to have, so he's got to have the lowest ERA and he, and he can't lose really like pitcher wins don't mean much, but pitcher losses do.
2: Yeah. You know, so
1: they they mean a lot to those old uh,
2: writers. Yeah, especially to them.
1: I mean, that's why, you know, and and I'm sure that they look at the wins a little bit. I don't want to look at the wins, but especially in a shortened season like this, he doesn't get in if he's got too many losses on his record because those are attributed to him in his time.
2: Yeah, well, let's look at the end of his uh, season here. Uh, His last time out there, he uh, went 7.2. He did give up seven hits, Uh, pitching the contact there, gave up uh, two runs. He only struck out three in that game, but the, the start before was just great. I mean, a three hitter against Minnesota, which is a playoff team, a tough team, a team that lost today though, in the end, but he struck out 10 Minnesota twins. And I know that's a free swinging kind of team. They hit, they hit a fair amount of home runs. They have a good offense, but you know, look at those innings pitch 7.2, eight innings, 7.2, eight innings. My only fear is, is the same fear that Crawley you have about uh, uh, Alzali going out there? It's like, I know he hasn't pitched a lot, but like, are we getting into that part of the season? You know, think about let's say it's June. Kyle Hendricks gets a little blister on his finger or a little hangnail that starts to bug him or something because he's been out there doing great. And they've definitely stretched him out at this point, but I I don't know. That's my only kind of like when I think about like, what do I like about this? What don't I like about it? You know what I, he, he's been great in his last five starts. He's only given up, uh, uh, let's see, six, let's see, four, six runs.
3: So guys, just, just a real quick breaking news right here. They have announced the rest of the, uh, times for the rest of the games in this series. But unfortunately, they're all the old 108 starts. So on Thursday, game two, the Cubs are going to be at uh, 108 p.m. And then uh, on uh, Friday would be game three. So it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 108 starts. So all 108 starts.
2: Well, I mean, that's such a troll. 108, 108 years. I mean, oh, my God, what a bunch of assholes.
0: 108
2: Central Time. I mean, at least it's 208 Eastern.
3: It's just like, how the hell are you supposed to get kids interested in this game? You know what I mean? It's like, come on.
1: Well, and I love how this season, because of the shortened season, they went all the games. Almost all the games were nighttime games. Yep. Right, That was a big deal. There was no day games at all. And then we get to the playoffs. The And this is what MLB does every year. They fumble the fucking playoffs. And they get to the playoffs. It's a big deal. And they put as many games during the day as possible. And then there's one game at night. There's like one game each night. It's fucking ridiculous.
3: Yeah, So yeah. it just sucks because, you know what I mean? It's like
1: you're working. I gotta, I gotta work. I gotta working, yeah. Pay the bills, man. It, yeah. it doesn't, you know. I got a mouth defeated. Yeah, there's, there's only one game being played right now, and that's the Yankees and and Cleveland. All the uh, other games were over Yankees, before right? prime time.
2: Yeah, and I got, I got Gary over too. He's watching the Indians game on the iPad right now as we speak. Um, let me talk a little bit about who's going up against Kyle Hendricks. Well, actually, first let me show you uh, who Kyle. Uh, wait, this is wrong. Uh, oh yeah, here's uh, this is what the Marlins do against Kyle Hendricks. Now Starling Marte is day to day right now. Uh, the ex Pittsburgh Pirate seen Kyle a bunch. He hasn't done much. He's only batting two thirty one. He's got a five ninety three OPS. Only a couple extra base hits. He's faced him twenty eight times. Corey Dickerson, same thing. He was in the National League uh, with the Pirates, I believe, and um, seventeen played appearances. Didn't do shit. Has a triple. Uh 669 OPS. Nice. Um, and then it really drops off from there. Uh, Miguel Rojas is uh, only one for 10. Like everybody else kind of stinks and nobody has ever homered on the Marlins off of Kyle Hendricks. So you can just make, sh- you can know for a fact that that will not happen because it's never happened before.
3: Well, you know, the thing, too, is is that this Marlins team is very young. You know what I mean? Obviously, Starling Marte, we know him from his time with the Pirates, but it's a young team. And so a lot of these guys don't have a lot of experience at Wrigley. They don't have a lot of experience against the pitchers that they're going to be going up against. So, you know...
2: Yeah, exactly. But again,
3: see, you could argue the same thing. Cubs don't have a lot of experience against the pitchers they're going to be facing.
2: Well, and yeah. you know, there's a good chance that this uh, Marlins team is going to go to Wrigley Field and totally shit their pants. You know, like <laughs> because they are so young. You know, they, you know, they. It's like the the little nervous kid at preschool. You know what I mean? It's the like first day of preschool, and he fucking shits his pants within the first hour. They got to call his mom to bring new pants. That might be the Marlins. Um, and Kyle did face Miami last year and, uh, he went, this is, gonna, I'm, this is very positive. I'm bringing everybody, uh, you know, a lot of positive vibes. Uh, Crawley said, we got to have positive mental attitudes over. Dude, I'm just today. Telling
3: you, I just, yeah, we were, we were, we were having a little DM going on a little yeah. DM discussion. And I just yeah. said, I don't it, want it, any, cause there were, there were people who were, I, I'm not naming names and, uh, but I'm just saying that we had some people that were starting to get negative. I'm like, I do not want usually, anyone negative near me. Like no vibes. It's You're usually negative. me and Michael.
1: Oh, that was... But Carly, I agree with you. That was me, Game 7, World Series. I was not going anywhere. It was me in my house because I was just like, I can't be around any other people who are going to lose their fucking mind during this game. I got to be able to maintain and cheer for this team and not lose hope. And I never did. And I felt much better about it at the end because I'm sure we all know what happened. I would have been going nuts dealing with people losing their minds over it
2: well let me tell you kyle freaking did not lose his mind against miami granted it was may 8th of last year but (laughs) and and that seems like a quadrillion years ago but he did awesome he went eight innings he only gave up one run five hits and he struck out seven no homers and that run unearned 96 pitches through eight. So if he does that tomorrow, we'll be off to a hell of a start. And I believe that game was indeed at Wrigley field. Yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, that's looking good right there. Now let's talk about Alcantara who we're going to face. And he's been quite good, except for that. He got the COVID real hard. He got COVID. He came out there opening day, probably already had COVID was asymptomatic. Maybe, uh, went six point two innings, gave up one earned run, two runs total, three hits. Had COVID probably because he tested positive like three seconds later, and then uh he was out from August thirtieth through. Wait, no. What am I looking at? Yeah, no. July. Sorry, July twenty fourth through August thirtieth. Yeah, he
0: made like hey, a whole month.
2: month. Yeah, he was out a whole month, and uh, Sandy Alcantara came back. And in his first start post-COVID, and this just shows what COVID can do to you, he's up against the Rays, goes four innings, gives up eight runs on six hits, walk two, only five were earned, which we'll get into that later because the Marlins' defense is not good. So I can see the Cubs really taking advantage of that, going a few extra bases when they get a chance. You know, uh, Lord knows that we love to see them try to – Make stupid decisions on the base paths. That's what. A,
1: oh, yeah. The, uh, Cubs, yeah. the Cubs love to push that.
2: Yeah, they love to push the envelope there. Um, and, and that was one of the old Joe Madden holdover things. You know, he's like, oh, well, as long as you're out there trying to trying to do it, like, I'm for it. But then he he really recovered. He had one bad outing against Miami where he gave up uh, six runs, only Philly
3: three Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah, Philly. Yeah. Philly. Yeah.
2: Only three were earned. Okay, only three were earned, but last time he went out there against the Yankees, he struck out nine. uh, Miami actually really had a nice end of their season, but like the Cubs, they were scuffling a little bit before that. But this guy's going to be out there
1: for 100 pitches. Yep. Okay. And his longest – the most innings were his last start. He made it to seven for the first time all season. But he threw a lot of those games between 92 and 100 pitches. Yeah. He
2: did. And, uh, you know, it's like you got to get into their bullpen. And I'll, I'll go into this in a second because there's some fascinating stats about the Marlins and all their stupid seven inning clown ball COVID games. But last year against Alcantara, we faced him twice, 11 innings total, and we got eight runs, all earned off of him. So we've seen this guy and we've done well. So,
3: well,
2: and we'll- we won we'll one, we lost one.
3: The weather's supposed to be really weird tomorrow. And my understanding is that the wind will be blowing out.
0: Mm.
3: So if it is blowing out, you know, when Kyle Hendricks is on, he's inducing a lot of ground balls.
0: Mm.
3: So that's the hope right there. and, And the hope is, you know, we'll see if it's a low scoring game. You know, it really kind of sets up that way. But every time you say that, that's when all shit goes haywire.
1: Right. Well, let's just hope that the Cubs aren't swinging out of their fucking shoes to use that wind and just swing normal. And let the wind do the job if it's going to. Like that right. always seems to be the case. The Cubs get that blowing out wind, and they really seem like they're going to try and get it, and they 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 get you know Overswing. no hit through five. Yeah, over yep. And
2: And uh, you know this dude, he throws. I mean, Sandy throws hard. He's got a ninety-seven mile per hour sinker and a four-seam fastball going the same speed. He throws a slide ball and he mixes in a change and a curve. So he's got a bunch of pitches too, um, but, he, but he does throw hard. So if, he, if you do see that fastball and the wind's blowing out, I mean, our lefty sluggers should be able to do some damage. I mean, ostensibly, we've done it before. We got eight runs off him last year. Seems like we, we could do it again. If we can chase him and get into their pen and ruin their pen for the three-game series, you just got to go up there. And I, and I really am so scared that they're going to go up there and take pitches and be like, let's get into the pen. We'll just take pitches. It's like, no, I want them to ambush his ass. Um, you know, I, a little bit of both, like, y- you know, you got to obviously wait for your pitch, but for the most part, I would like
1: to, I'd rather them string together earn, two or three hits, I, I, score I mean, some was- runs rather than just take two walks an inning. This guy throws
2: hard. They can turn a fastball around. Identify the fastball. Hit it far. Hit it hard. We have the lefties to do it, is all I'm saying. These are all right-handed hitters. Like, I don't see why that can't be the case. Um, the,
3: the important thing, obviously, and this, this goes without saying, is that this is just a three-game series. You know what I mean? So... You lose too, that's it. So it, c- coming off to this, when it, whoever wins his first game puts a lot of pressure on the opposing team. And so, you know, Kyle has pitched at the highest levels. Uh, game six of the NLCS, game seven of the World Series. I mean, he's, he's pitched in a lot of big games. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, like we said, I think with the wind blowing out, I like having Hendricks on the mound opposed to you, Darvish, who was announced as the Cubs' number two pitcher in the series. So that's a pretty... Good one two punch. Uh people kept saying, Well, why don't why wasn't you starting? Uh you would have started you Darvish on short rest if you would have started him. And so, and then Kyle would have been on long rest, so it's a little bit better to kind of do it the way that they did it. But he had he's number one in wins in the NL, eight wins, 208, 201 am ER, sorry, second, 6.64 strikeouts per walk second, 76 innings pitched third. Point ninety six whip fourth. So that's a pretty good number two starter there.
2: Yeah, all the way around. And, uh, you know, you, you Darvish's games, like uh, you know, he had given up some runs this month. You uh, gave up three, three, four, you know. And then last time you went seven in- innings against the White Sox. Shut him down. He pitches well against the White Sox. Brought his ERA to just over two.
1: And, well, as long uh, as he can get out of that inning, he pitches well against them. You remember yeah. that was the game. It was the the fun game, the the exhibition game, right before the season started, and they pulled him because he could not get three. Yeah, outs.
2: They, after two outs, yeah, he couldn't get anything done. Yeah, exactly. Well, he would, that was practicing against them. I guess he was, he was probably still working on something
1: because he pitched great against them the rest of the
2: time. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll never throw them that pitch again. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. He's <laughs> like, well, I know the four, I'm
2: not throwing again. Fellas, we've been in quarantine a while now, and I would imagine that your balls look like two little hairy sasquatches between your legs. Well, guess what? I've got good news for you. Manscaped. They've got the Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through your body image. It's got a ceramic blade, skin-safe technology. It's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below. Lawnmower 3.0, it's waterproof, comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower, whatever you you want to do. Uh, they also just released their shears 2.0 nail kit. It's the perfect add-on to the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit. It features tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tip tweezers, routed point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Now, on the Manscaped website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver. What it is is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's going to help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Well, uh, I might. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, did you know that listeners of this show get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com? 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the balls. Shave that front trunk. The Sun shows Show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. They want to let you know that the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is happening this week. Football's in effect. Teams are strutting their stuff. NBA finals are here. MLB playoffs are in full swing. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline.ag. your online sportsbook experts, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Back to the show. Oh, also you never want to hear an ad again patreon.com slash early ad free listening get it so uh and uh all right so here's the marlins versus you as well i want to just kind of put it up there it's not good they've got uh matt J- matt joyce has uh seen him the most 17 plate appearances 0.067 earn run average Corey dickerson has a home run. So does Starling Marte. I don't know if he'll be out there. So does Chad Wallach, their catcher. So uh, you know, it's not quite as good as that. They got the 729 OPS because of the power numbers. Because, you know, obviously guys can turn around you Darvish when he throws that straight and makes a mistake over the plate. So um I I and then we don't know who's gonna go in that game. It's either gonna be Pablo Lopez or it's going to be Sixto Sanchez. Now the Cubs have never seen Sixto Sanchez. He's a rookie. He's good. I mean, this guy, he, he, let me put up his game log here. Um, You know, he's got rocked his last few times out against Washington and Atlanta. He's given up nine runs in the last seven innings. But before that, he really hadn't given up much. He gave, he had two shutouts, uh, 13 innings of shutout baseball. And he had, uh, you know, I don't know. He, he's just been good. He's got a three forty six earned run average. He hasn't been out there too much. He did not have COVID. He was just uh, one of their dudes that were uh, in their sixty man site, or, or there, they didn't announce yet. There, COVID.
3: there was a lot of talk about a potential even Cy Young candidacy, and then all of a sudden he got rocked those last couple starts, and that mm-hmm. went nowhere. But uh, you know, it's. That's the thing about this 60 game season is it's very hard. So if you know you Darvish, you know what you Darvish is capable of, Kyle Hendricks. But when you have younger pitchers or pitchers without a lot of experience, it's a lot harder to say like okay, was those last few times out is that did they figure something out or or is is he getting tired or slightly injured or was it just a small bump in the road and the guy's going to be fine. We don't know.
2: Right. Well, and here's the th- the the tough thing about Sixto. He's 22. The Cubs have never seen him. So that's tough. And he relies on his change. He throws in He throws his change, I think more than any other pitch, 90 miles per hour change, hard change. And then he backs it up with an 88 mile per hour sl, uh, slider with a good movement that I could just see so many of our players swinging like pigs at. And then the four seam fastball.
1: At ninety-nine. Yeah. I yeah, I can (laughs) and a sinker too that dives. I know where you're at on this, Danny. The the whenever you see somebody coming in throwing a change up, it does make you nervous.
2: Yeah, he's like off speed, off speed, off speed. 99 off speed, off speed, off speed, off speed, off speed, off speed, 99. So you don't even know when the freaking hardball's coming.
1: Yeah, and when he's throwing ninety as his change. That doesn't feel like a change, you know, when he gets up there throwing it until the ninety nine hits you and you're way behind it.
2: Yeah, you're like, oh, that must be his fastball. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, we got rocked his last few times. Maybe, you know, maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. And then, who uh, in Game
3: Three? Uh, John Lester, baby. Johnny Lester, Game Three, at if career. necessary. postseason ERA. He eclipsed 1,000 innings pitches at Cubs uniform, passed Sandy Koufax on the all-time Ks list. He is tied at 49th. Now, again, Johnny Lester, you trust him? Absolutely. But, you know, this version of John Lester, the older version, the one that pitches to more Contact, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting how this works out and how much leash he's going to have.
2: Shall we look at his game log? Um, now, against the White Sox, it was not good. I mean, it was downright freaking terrible.
1: In yeah. Fact. I mean, a you won his MVP on John Lester.
2: <laughs> yeah, you could say that. He gave up only the one home run this time but he gave up four home runs against the White Sox last time John Lester cannot pitch against in the World Series against the white Sox
1: no, <laughs> Can no we all agree no,
2: no. Yeah. yeah we all agree he's given up 15 runs he went three point two innings both times seven runs eight runs I mean it's just been bad they've got his number but the times before that the three times before that he was really good so you've got to have a short leash I understand why they're doing it uh but when you look at you know kind of what John's uh, ERA went from 440 to 516 last time he went out there. And um, I don't know. The Marlins have seen him too. Like of Starling Marte, he's been around a while. Uh, Can't do shit off of him. Matt Joyce saw him, uh, but it was probably a long time ago from when uh, Johnny Lester was in the AL. Um, He's got two dogs off of him, but that's it. Uh, They're batting 284 off of him with 115 plate appearances, a 744 OPS. I mean, he's lefty, the, this offense from the Marlins kind of feasts on lefties. They do way better. Uh it's still not a great offense. Even I mean it's not a, a blow you out of the water offense like the White Sox would be uh against lefties. It's it's kind of like White Sox light.
1: Yeah, they they only have one guy who's in double digits for home runs this year. Yeah, like they don't hit for a lot of power, but they also I don't uh, their ballpark is one of the bigger ballparks, too.
2: And then uh, I think in that game, it'll probably be unless Pablo Lopez goes in game two because they trust him with a little bit more experience than six. So this guy's good. He's got three sixty one earned run average on the year uh, yet. He had one bad start against Atlanta on September 9th, but the last three starts has been pretty good. Uh, he doesn't you – know, he's not a real big strikeout guy, but, um, you know, he's – and the Cubs have a, a little bit of experience. They, they saw Pablo once last April. They got two through five. That's pretty much what he is. He's got a four-seam fastball at 94, a change at 88, a sinker at 94, so he throws that as fast as the, the – the four seam he has got a little bit of a cutter and a curve at 79 that he barely throws we might not even see it so it's like kind of like one of those like normally pitchers like oh that guy's a pitcher <laughs> he yeah. pitches baseball you know that's like your old school like hang your hat on him pablo uh lopez kind of style normal pitcher um the cubs have seen him uh they've never they've never done well off of him but they've uh, only seen him, I think, in one game, and they sucked. They've, have three, <laughs> they have have three hits, none of them extra bases, two walks and 24 plate appearances. So hopefully this time will be better if they've got to see him. If I were Don Mattingly, I would call uh, – I was listening to Lockdown Marlins today, okay. and I'm scared. I'm scared because that guy's confident. Okay? <laughs> no, he's confident. He's loving this season. You know, this team got COVID. They were signing guys off the street, you know, off of independent baseball. They kept winning anyway, beating good good teams. I don't know. The NL East isn't that great, but, like, still, they were out there winning baseball games with guys they picked up off the street. He said this, and this is going to scare the hell out of you. He said, "Um, this is a team I've loved watching because they get the big hit at the right time when they need it. They obviously love each other. They're having a lot of fun out there. They're young. They're overachieving. And then they've got a few veteran guys kind of sprinkled in to kind of keep it all together.
1: They've got that 2015 Cubs vibe where they just don't give a shit because nobody expects them to do anything. They don't even have fans in the stands to get down on them if they aren't pulling it off. Yeah, I see where you're going.
0: Yeah,
2: and so it's just like that kind of team, and like let let me give you a a few stats here, okay? And 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 this is this is totally uh, indicative of what I'm talking about. They are 31 and 29. Okay, their pathag on this season, on this crazy Rona ball, is 26 and 34. Okay, (laughs) they because they've got a negative 41 run differential. And they're in the playoffs. They wouldn't be in the playoffs, obviously, if it wasn't for Rona Ball and Clown Ball and Rob Manfred hating baseball, turning it into Rona Ball. But here's, you know, those all those double headers they had to play because of Rona. The Marlins went ten and four in these double headers because they have no bullpen <laughs> and they didn't need one. This was my point. By the way, the Cardinals twelve and seven in their double headers, so that didn't help us either. Uh, that there was like a give me to the Marlins and the Cardinals. um, And the Marlins went 18 and 23 in nine inning games. They went three and two in extras, whereas the Cardinals went 17 and 18 in nine inning games, one and three in extras. So they benefited from not having to play all those extra innings and the numbers bear it
3: out. And the question is, is again, if, the Cardinals were forced to play the rest of – if this was a normal season, the Cardinals would be required to finish up their season, and they would have had to have won two games, and that would have made Miami have to play Cincy for the – in a game once – in a extra game to try to figure out the second wild card.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the if first it was... wild
3: card would have potentially been the, well, it would have been San Diego. And then if St. Louis would have won both of them, it would have been chaos. Or if they split, it actually it would have been chaos. Cause Miami has 31 wins. Cincinnati had 31 wins. St. Louis had 30, but they had two games left in hand to play. So, you oh, know, yeah. the questions of if, is Miami, would they have even been a playoff team? The, just
2: the fact that the Cardinals are even in this playoffs and that the Marlins, after, like, not following the protocols, after their entire team's getting the Rona, and yeah. and basically screwing up the season and making it so that their only reason... Like, I'd be pissed if I was one of those teams, like the Giants or, or the Phillies, who didn't have to play all these seven-inning games, and they, you know, then they actually did played nine innings every single day and missed it by a game or two. Yeah. Because they had to actually have a bullpen to win their baseball games, the Cardinals and the Marlins did it, which smells rotten.
1: It smells rotten
2: because they I, changed the rules in the middle of the season,
1: yeah, it it definitely smells rotten. It's bullshit. And I think I mean, the only the only bonus is that possibly when they get into their bullpen, it's not really ready. You know what I mean? I don't know that that would be the only way that you could justify sort of them not having to use that bullpen very much in Do, the season. You Do, know, Do, Dominic Galloro writes in, this is a better
2: debate than the shit show on TV. That's why we're doing this everybody, because we weren't going to watch it. To, there's no way in hell.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and,
3: and what's
2: okay. So about, asks, though, real quick, why does Carly look pissed?
3: I'm pissed because three 108 games.
1: <laughs> yeah over God the damn it, and, oh it's, and, it is ridiculous, and it's not even just the Cubs with the three one8 games that's the Cubs schedule, but all up and down that, every fucking series is day games
3: yeah it's it's uh you know, but i I think that in general you you have the pitching you need it's it's we've talked about this the whole year. we thought that the bullpen was going to be bad, bullpen is terrible. We thought that's where it was going, right? And it turned out the bullpen, and you got to give Theo props on this because we give him shit.
1: The bullpen's been pretty damn good. Well, okay? I was gonna say, I was gonna actually say Ross because once he figured out the right kind of combinations, then they seem to gel together. Right. That's what, that's what I think. I mean, obviously, yes, you're right. Theo had the guys. I mean, Theo got the guys, but they were sucking early and I think Rossi just figured out a way to use them properly.
3: You know that, and you take a look at how Kimbrell has improved and all these other things makes a big difference from the beginning of the season, the pitching, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we knew you was going to, we were hoping to have another good year. We knew what Hendricks was going to give you. And then uh, the rest of the guys, you know, that's been kind of situational, but you know, in the end it was enough to get them where they had to be. The problem has been the bats And my question is, is are the bats going to show up for these playoff series? Are we going to see the type of runs that they got versus the White Sox where they put up, you know, is it going to be a White Sox series or a Pirates series? And usually when you talk about playoff baseball, those are usually closer games. You usually don't see blowouts. But it just cannot feel like two runs is an insurmountable lead if all of a sudden the Marlins jump on it early. Well,
2: two two runs is all the Cubs bested the Marlins by in the entire year this year. So yeah. the Marlins he- might have a negative 41 run differential, but between the Cubs and the Marlins, the Cubs have only scored two more runs than them all yeah. year.
1: We need that early Cubs team, the one that was winning – seven to five and nine to eight and shit like that because our bullpen was exploding at the end because now that we have a bullpen, they shouldn't explode, but right. they were able yeah. to get through those because the bats were hitting the ball and doing well. They were scoring runs and then all of a sudden they stopped scoring runs and it doesn't matter how great your pitching is. If you can't score any runs
3: because yeah. you have no margin for error. Yeah. yeah you it,
2: never, it, it you can stop. never win zero to one. Poor Kyle. Sure.
3: Poor right. Kyle and Hendrick, if you look at Kyle, I mean, like, way. he lost the last game to Pittsburgh 2-1. to one.
0: Yeah, And he pitched great. Garbage. He almost
3: went eight innings. You know what I mean? And then uh, the game before that, he beat the uh, Twins one to nothing.
2: But he had to be perfect. Had you? to be perfect. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, he's got good practice then of trying to be perfect against the Marlins. And the other thing I think about the Marlins is that because Kyle is so crafty and those guys are so young and hungry and free-swinging, free that Kyle if if he can cat and mouse them like he does, I I think uh that'll be a better situation to to have him in game one than a U Darvish who's a little bit more like, oh, we know you Darvish. He throws really hard and we can turn that around. And like I could see you Darvish having a rough game against the Marlins even. You know what I mean? Like I don't wanna see that. But like with Kyle Hendricks, I feel like he can be kind of a
3: I don't know. I, I feel like he can best them. So with Kyle Hendricks, your biggest fear is that he makes one mistake because usually he makes one or two mistakes a game. And if you don't hit those mistakes, you're going to be in trouble. Okay. So that's my fear when you talk about Kyle Hendricks is that all of a sudden you make one or two mistake, one or two mistakes. If you can hit him on those mistakes, you know what I mean? Like you get he a usually- ground ball and then he hangs one and then boom, it's gone. And then, like I said, it shouldn't be that two runs defeats you, but it's it's, it's we don't know what this offense is going to bring to the table. With you, Darvish, it's mainly just not trying to overthink yourself. Just sit there yeah. and trust your stuff. Whatever uh, Vic Caratini is going to be calling, just get on the same page, hit the glove, and you'll be fine.
2: So, uh, Michael, why don't you tell us about the rakers on the, the Marlins that are going to break our heart tomorrow? And
1: <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about that. All right. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. How to rake? Yeah. How, so how this do season, you rake? uh the team leader in OPS at 888 was Miguel Rojas. Shortstop, 304, 392, 496 slash line. So that's a lot of average and not much power um brian anderson the fish's third baseman he had the most home runs with 11 and was third in ops uh nobody else on the team had more than eight homers so yeah
2: negative we're not, forty. yeah this is not a powerhouse
1: no it's it's the the team itself is a bit of a deacon dunker like they're not hopefully i mean they're not known for going out there and hitting home runs like the Cubs do.
3: Just like Michael, just to add to Michael's point: the Marlins are 28th in MLB in slugging versus right-handed line uh, changeups.
1: That's good to, to. That's good to know. All right, yeah.
2: and and it, th- I like this quote from Michael Cerami, too over at Bleacher Nation. I he said they strike out a lot, they hit more grounders than everyone, they don't hit for much power. And the batting average they do have that, that they do have was built largely on BABIP. So, but you know that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, we don't like the BABIP. We're not BABIP people. Let's hope the BABIP it. gods have died. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you give me uh, their worst player? Their worst players that will be out there that we could strike out.
0: I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them.
2: That girl yeah. was not grunge. There's no way. Uh, flakes. No way in hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, the guy, the guy that we don't have to worry about is hopefully going to be Lewis Brinson. He comes in at the bottom with OPS with 6.36, uh, 226, 268, 368 slash line. Uh, he had three dongs on 24 hits this season. Uh, it's a little tougher at the end when you're looking at a team like Marlins because they have so many players who have less than 100 at bats. Yeah, right. Like when you're trying to find everybody. out okay. – yeah, you're looking and you're like, wait, that's really low at-bats. Was he playing at the end of the year or was he just playing at the yeah. beginning of the year? And When did he know? get COVID exactly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it comes down
2: to.
3: And this um, is where, it can, you know, Lewis Brinson was the key piece to the uh, trade <laughs> with the Brewers for uh, Christian Yelich. And, you know, that's the thing. You don't know. It may take a few years for Brinson to really develop. He's not 100% there yet.
0: Yeah. Right. So And
3: yeah.
2: uh, do, you, do you have a thrower? I do, yeah. Throw up your hands to the Lord. Throw up your hands to the Lord, and yeah. uh, who? Who in well, who you... their bullpen should we be scared of?
1: Yeah, you talked about the starters a little bit um, already. So, getting into the bullpen, uh, we've got to worry about Yimi Garcia.
2: Yeah, even though their bullpen is terrible.
1: It kind of is, but, the, but he has a point six zero ERA in 15 innings over 14 games. This was one of those that I'm like, okay, when did he have those? When was he pitching last? He was pitching last week, so uh, he should be out there. He has 19 Ks in those 15 innings. He's only given up one hit and five walks for a .93 whip. According to Baseball Reference, his ERA+, plus. this is a very small sample size, ZRA plus is seven hundred and fifty seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's the greatest pitcher of all time. That's what happens when you only have like 15 innings. Yeah. In a season.
3: Greg Alloway says, Mark Gonzalez reported if no other game on Friday, then Cubs game will be moved to 6 p.m. Great but for planning purposes, you know what I mean? Like for people that actually, like I said, have jobs, if it, right. if, you know, it just makes things difficult, yeah. you know, it's and just like, ugh. we don't yeah. want
1: to. We three. hope, we hope there's no game three. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who else did uh,
2: they got it? Uh, do you have any other throwers?
1: No, no. That I went
2: to that. Blow. That was him. Just Yimmy. Um, and so we're just going to go straight to blows. Then you Just
0: put your lips together and blow. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so Stephen Tarpley is the worst guy they have going out of the bullpen. His 9 ERA is not very good. So I doubt we get to see him unless we get deep into their pen. But when like I was looking time. I yeah. was looking at their bullpen. So many guys are on the IL. He's probably on this team.
2: <laughs> like uh, yeah, no, there really are quite a few. I mean, they have so many pitchers on the IL well, that they they were they, they were, don't they were have hop- a choice. Well, they were hoping that urenia was going to be out there and he's not going to be because he fractured his forearm. And also, uh, you know, I was mentioning Marte. It's kind of day to day. And then there's, I saw that Marte
1: was, was out for the season, but, Oh, really? Okay. That's the last thing that I saw, but I don't, you know, you never know where you're looking at things. I thought that
3: was, I thought it was day to day.
1: That's I've seen both. So it's one of yeah, those things. Exactly. We well, probably won't see him this see, this series then. Well,
2: I'll give you a few competitive stats just kind of head-to-head stuff just to kind of pinch this, uh, this off here is that offensively, uh, you know, they're neck and neck, the Cubs and the Marlins. As I said, the Cubs have only scored two more runs, 705 to 703 OPS. That's 21st and 23rd in the majors. Yes, there is a team at 704. No, I did not write down who it was. <laughs> uh, um, and this is from Michael Cerami, too, our good friend over at Bleacher Nation. He says, the the Marlins finished 18th in baseball with a 95 WRC+. That's three spots ahead of the Cubs, 91 WRC+. Um, though they were a lot better against left-handed pitching, With a 111 WRC plus, which is ninth in baseball. Now against righties, 89 WRC plus. So we should probably not be throwing John Lester at all. Like you know, granted John Lester is great, but you know if we get to a third game, you know, hopefully he's just a decoy and they got somebody else to throw out there. Yeah. Um, they also have a league leading. 47.6 47.6 ground ball rate and the fourth lowest average exit velocity in the major leagues.
1: And that's what you love to see with Kyle Hendricks
2: going out there day one. Yeah. This is a BABIP team. Um they don't hit the ball out of the park. They only have 60 home runs uh to the Cubs 74. Uh that's uh, Cubs are Cubs are average, but the uh the uh, Marlins are fifth worst. The Cubs are eighth in taking a walk. The Marlins aren't patient. They are bapping everywhere. They got uh, their 20th in walks. The Cubs are fifth in striking out, but the Marlins aren't great either. They're 11th, so they strike out a lot too. The thing you got to watch out for uh, is the stolen bases because they do have a couple of guys that will steal. Jonathan Villar and John Verti, who I've never even heard of, each have nine, but they've got a lot of guys who I mean, they got a lot of guys with like seven, five, you know what I mean. So they're they're just out there running, um. So they get dudes on base, especially in that game three against John Lester. Like I don't know why John Lester's pitching. I really don't know why because he can't help with the solar base thing, and they might run and hit and babbip, and I yeah. don't like it.
1: Honestly, like you said, it it could be a decoy or it could be. I mean, you got to put somebody out there, right? I mean, well, you don't have to. I I guess. Yeah, you, you can have a
2: seven
1: declare yeah. it, you know, at this moment. But yeah, they put him out there, but they can change it anytime.
2: That's an eliminate an elimination game. I get it. You go with your your best guy there. The other guy might be Quintana, but I think it probably would have been freaking Alzai. Unfortunately
3: pitch Sunday, right? So you're talking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, game three would be on Friday.
1: How about
2: Mills? Like, Like, Why does everybody forget about Mills? Yeah,
1: (laughs) Mills could go out there and give you – you could do a piggyback.
3: What what you're really looking at right now is you're looking at the the fact that, uh, you know, it's a short game – short three-game series. That's why Mills' name isn't kicked around that much. Uh, I struggled last time out, and so we'll see what ends up – you know, his last couple times kind of had some issues uh, since the no-hitter. So I think that's really kind of the key right there is that – you want a guy that's going to have some pretty sick swing, uh, swing and miss stuff, and that's what Alzolay has been bringing lately. Yeah, there's
1: there's a very real chance that Kyle Hendricks puts together a lot of innings. You know, yeah. goes goes nine. seven, seven, eight, nine innings yeah. in his game, and then uh, Darvish can get through seven. You know, there's a really good chance that going into that last game, our bullpen is just ready to go. Every yeah. one of them could pitch an inning, you know, or, type of or, deal. or
2: we don't need it or we don't need it, but, yeah. uh, you or know, we they don't did, need it, but they've got a couple of good starters too. So I guess
1: if the starters go seven or eight each, we probably won't need it. It's one of those things. It's like, yeah.
3: So guys, I, I, I picked up this article and I, and I didn't put it in the show notes, but they had a Marlins versus Cubs MLB did position by pit position analysis, broke it down. See who you give the advantage to. Uh, so when they talked about the catcher, obviously we're talking Wilson and Victor. Okay. Uh, Miami has Jorge Alfaro as their starting catcher. He ranks at the bottom of that category. And as, uh, as far as framing is concerned bottom, as far as framing and (laughs) and struggled to get on base. Okay. So that's kind of advantage Cubs is how they give it. First base is interesting. Okay. And the first base, they actually say that, you know, based on, uh, the September that Rizzo has, which he struggled. They gave it to the Marlins, slight advantage Marlins with Jesus Aguilar. If that name sounds familiar no, to people, Jesus
2: com- Eagle, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, if that name sounds familiar to people, Jesus Aguilar was with the Brewers. We saw him with the Brewers, and uh, now he's in uh, with the Marlins. So I can't imagine choosing. I know Rizzo's struggled, but I think I'd still go with Rizzo over Jesus Aguilar.
1: Yeah, yeah he, Jesus Aguilar has uh, like eight home runs. Yeah, um, I don't,
2: I don't know who put this out, but it certainly wasn't us. Two well, seventy seven <laughs> average.
1: He this, is a the, he this, is a good player. Right, I would take Rizzo just based on straight clutchiness.
3: So the 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 slash line for Jesus Aguilar is two seventy seven, three fifty two, four fifty seven with thirty four RBIs. Yeah. So I mean, you know, second base you got Kipnis, and then they have uh, John Birdie. Who's uh got really really been on base a lot, and uh, and he has elite speed, so they gave it to the Marlins.
2: Yeah, they get they, they've got a lot of well, I mean second base we haven't had a second baseman for a few years.
1: And I, right, and Kibnis is the better second baseman at the plate, but maybe not so at the like in the field. Yeah. It now, it always makes me wonder when they do this how much the defense plays into it, if at all.
3: Well, I think in the, this way, like we were just talking about shortstop. Miguel Rojas has had a great season. Uh, He has an 888 OPS, but it's only in 40 games. But they give it to Bias because of the defense and the base running and the other things. So they say slight advantage, Cubs on the shortstop.
1: I don't know how bias yeah. is only a slight advantage. You know, the Cubs have had terrible a terrible well,
2: offensive year, you know. It's like, you know, I this year, now if they can put it together, if they can do what they did against the White Sox and put up a shit ton of runs, then that's all off. Because we've seen that. We saw it at the beginning of the year, we saw it at the end, but we don't know what we're we'll get. what no. team we're gonna get now. And, you know? and
1: I guess I have historical hobby on my brain and not the two hundred hitter javi
3: well that's on
1: my brain, what you so. should have on your brain and that's
3: what they say about third base too and gosh i hope somebody sends this to chris bryant and he swears i i hope he gives it the old i don't give a fuck uh, like it's something I like i don't
0: give a shit how about that how he has not that?
3: he has not graduated
2: to the f word uh, that he's, was me he's, up maybe he, he still calls it f word so this is what they say. This is what they say at third
3: base. As with (laughs) Baez, there's an issue of track record versus 2020 results with Chris Bryant. His right oblique issue is more of a concern before he homered back-to-back games than the regular season, but even so, it's not clear exactly what Chicago can expect from Bryant, who posted a 644 OPS. Meanwhile, Brian Anderson for the Marlins has an 810 OPS and uh, has led Miami in homers with 11 and RBIs 38, so in that regard, I think
2: I went to junior high with Brian Anderson. I'm pretty sure I it's the same. I think everybody guy. went to a, yeah, a yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, I know Brian Anderson, but, uh, hold on. Is COVID getting COVID part of, uh, the Marlins and Cardinals making up fake baseball players to play in their baseball games? Like, Honestly, like it, this, we might be onto something here. Like, it seems like Brian Anderson is one of those made-up players that the Cardinals would have. They're like Brian Anderson,
1: nobody's really named that. Yeah, they've got twelve catchers. Uh, you know, Ryan Lavarnway, and you know all these guys. Like those are name; those are names nobody's ever heard before.
2: Cardinal names are are they? They you know what? The cardinal names are coming from Japan because they've got those. End of the the graphics, Nintendo uh, <laughs> names, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Guys so, that sound like, you know, like.
3: Right. And so when we take a look here, it says left field, they give the edge to the Cubs, uh, Schwarber over Corey Dickerson. I can see that. Center field, slight advantage, Marlins with Starlin Marte over Ian Happ. If he's again, healthy. If he's healthy. And then right field, uh, Matt Joyce and uh, Lewis Brinson are really a platoon. But uh, Jason Hayward, they give the advantage to the Cubs.
1: Yeah. So who are they going to go if Marte is not ready to go? Is it going to be this Magnus Sierra? Yeah. That- uh, ex- Ex-Cardinal. See,
2: yeah. There's, there's more evidence of the made-up people.
1: They're just
3: passing them back and forth like,
2: oh, it's all robots. I know it. <laughs>
3: It's just, I like it. I said, the thing about postseason is sometimes that's where heroes are born. You know what I mean? And what scares you a little bit to me – yeah, Chris Bryant says fiddlesticks. That's his <laughs> F word. Uh, what scares me the most is that there may Jumanji. be – Manji. I don't think there's going to be a breakout star for the Cubs. Do you get what I'm saying? Like everybody knows who Baez is and who Rizzo is. But these Marlins players, I remember in 2003 – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to 2003. I went to like – I was telling Danny before the show – I went to about, you know, I was 27 years old at the time in 2003, and I went to about 50-some games. I had a lot of disposable income. I had no kids, none of those little shits siphoning my money and all that stuff. And so, you know, I went to a lot of games. I went to all the postseason games, and the Marlins come to town. And and, and the Marlins, I'm just laughing. I'm like, really, the Marlins? Okay, yeah, who the hell? Why, Wild card team. Miguel Cabrera. I never even heard of this mother. Who's Miguel Cabrera? Now he's like a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? And that was really, you know – when you talk about it, Josh Beckett, I don't know who that is. Those are names now that we we associate with greatness. You know what I mean? And so for me, I'm taking a look at the situation and saying maybe there's a guy that's going to come out here, whether it's uh, Miguel Rojas or one of these guys that's just going to come out and have one hell of a, you know, a series, and that's what scares me, is that I just don't know these guys well enough, and we don't know how they're going to perform on the big stage.
1: On the but plus if, side, we've got a guy like Carl, Kyle Schwarber who seems to – you know, thrive in the playoff situations, you know, I mean, he seems to have, I mean, all of his best games were sort of in that era. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I'll tell you
2: like, you know, when, when you look at their pitching overall, you know, it, it hasn't been good. You you know, the Cubs have the, they 10th in the ERA Marlins are 21st. The starters are fifth. There's are 14th our relief is is a run bet over a run better. You know, their relievers. They don't strike anybody out. They're second to last in strikeouts.
3: Do you know who they're uh... last
2: for the whole
1: Well, luckily the Cubs are way up there on their own. They're (laughs) like, well, we got
2: to get out somehow. It (laughs) will never end. Do you know (laughs) who their closer is? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, it, it, that was <laughs> yeah Kinsler, yeah, Kinsler, our old which, buddy Brandon Kinsler. That was another thing from Lockdown Cubs. The guy was like, he's like, yeah, Brandon Kinsler always get that double play ground ball whenever we need it. I was like, oh god. <laughs> but here's the thing, uh, you know, and he would love to do it to us, you know. And I worry about Brandon Kinsler because wasn't he a snitch? That was the word. That was the word in in,
3: uh, Washington. So he leaves
2: D.C. um, And they win the World Series. So they obviously didn't need him. He comes to Chicago. We don't do shit except for lose. And then now he's on the Marlins. Now he's going to snitch on the Cubs.
3: Uh, when you no, talk about, some info. I, I, I don't think he has any info. I mean, well, the snitching was, was somebody telling the, the, the manager, what the players were kind of saying and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. That was
2: was more the more thing, personal crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, listen to this though, too. Well, I mean,
1: Joe Madden revenue. did get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was up there in Theo's office being like, Joe touch me. So there, but their
2: relievers don't strike anybody uh, out they'd in fact none nobody on their staff does third to last in strikeouts for the whole pitching staff um and the Marlins have given up the seven most seventh most home runs and the seventh most walks so like i mean when you you draw it up you see how it's been going down this is not a good team their defense is bad too they got nine more errors they've got a dur in of 686 to the Cubs, 708, which ended up fourth in the majors. The Miami Marlins, their defense is bad, it's like towards the bottom of the league, and they don't even throw runners out when they try to steal. And, uh, you know, Wilson's one of the best, has one of the best arms. So, like, if we got, you know, dudes like Hendricks, who has got a good move, uh, Darvish, I don't know, you know, it,
3: nah. I think. Th- is should, not that good at holding They should
2: under. be aware of the running game. If they get dudes on though, the Cubs should, cause they Marlins do that. Hopefully it's all on Wilson though. Cause he's got that arm, but you know, the Cubs pitchers are slow to the plate. I hope they find that. but either way they're pitching blows. There's no reason we shouldn't feast on it. There really isn't. And our hitting our offenses. We have our strengths. We have our weaknesses. That's how it's been. Our strengths, strengths should be so much better than they've shown themselves to be. We are the better defensive team. If, if these guys do not yeah, exactly bill sugar says, so how did they make the playoffs? They did it. They couldn't <laughs> place. Exactly. They got lucky for 60 games it's some it 's some fake ass devil magic it 's Marlin magic, and we 've seen that, and it exists. The Marlins have not made the playoffs since they saw the Cubs last in the playoffs seventeen years ago,
3: also though be careful because the Marlins have never lost a playoff series,
1: yeah, exactly so well, there's the a Florida lot of- Marlins haven 't
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, so I would say, Bill, when you take a look at it, the division was weak in the east uh i would say that you you know god washington just you just didn't expect that the, them everyone talks about the hangover that was a hangover and a half. That was... Uh,
2: yeah, but they had guys opt out, too. Some of their main dudes opted out, and... You, you still know. had a
3: lot of... You shouldn't... The, the amount of talent that they had on that team shouldn't have affected it that much. The Marlins scrapped it together, and uh, they have a lot of cohesion. They're a bunch of young kids playing scrappy. No one counted them in, and they just kept fighting. And sometimes, if you just get the right hits at the big moments... That's really what matters. You and, know that's what I mean?
2: they've been, and that's what they've been doing. And so that's the thing you have to be scared of. So I really hope that the Cubs just do not take their foot off the gas and look ahead to like Atlanta or Cincinnati being like, oh, we need to set up for the next series because the Marlins are pushovers. I don't think they will. I don't think David Ross is that kind of manager. I don't think this is, kind of, this is that kind of team.
1: He's not looking for meatloaf.
2: But this is a David and Goliath tortoise and hare series. And you know, so you cannot. If you win game one, I do not want to see them let up on game two because then you might as well just be playing a regular ass wild card game.
3: Bill Sugar says this is not that Marlins team like in two thousand three. We didn't think that of the Marlins in two thousand three though. We had Wood, we had Pryor, we had Jeff. There was every single person in the world. Any anyone. I bet you if we went back and took a look in time, I bet you there's not one person that would have picked the Marlins team to beat that Cubs team. That Cubs team was a 1,000 times better. Moises Alou, Sammy – you had Kenny Lofton, like the only leadoff hitter since Bobby Dernier. You had Kenny Lofton leading (laughs) off. You had Sosa, Alou, Faramis
2: Ramirez. That's the old Crawley. That was the – a 108 start time, Crawley.
3: Right, and so so it's it was that team. We did not expect them to be good, and later on, they became a lot better. I like what David Elliott says here. The series is scary because on paper, we should be much better, and that's exactly right, but there is no margin for error in a three-game elimination series, and that's 100% accurate. The Pirates that-
2: beat the Dodgers last year, like multiple times. They beat them. I believe I believe they beat them three or four in 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 one of the series that they played them. And so anything can happen. Hey, they just beat us. The Pirates, the worst team in baseball, just beat us. And that's a very similar team to the Marlins, except for the, I mean, the Pirates could have caught fire this year. And been right there. They could have. You know, they could have been the. Uh, well, no, I know, but the Marlins. No, I know. I think better, the Marlins like, have yeah, more. Got more guys. Yeah, yeah. They got well, more. Talent.
1: But the other thing is,
2: and they got robots,
1: the the divisions were uh, a little bit different as well, obviously, because this playoffs is literally, it is the NL Central versus everyone else. And the way (laughs) it all wrapped out is that none of the NL Central teams are going, it's possible that there could be nothing but NL Central left in the next round. Yep. In the divisional round could just be The NL Central playing again for the division, sort of, in the divisional round. Like, it's so, so weird. So, I don't know. It makes me wonder how good, because obviously we haven't seen a lot of these other teams, how good these teams really were if they had, you know, 60% of their division was easy to beat up on.
2: Yeah, it well cuz yeah, we're competitive. We all played each other to even, just like we did last year. We were some injuries against being a little bit more even than the other teams. But uh, you know, it's like uh, when you take
3: is- when you take a look at the NL and the AL Central, you have three good teams on both sides. With the NL Central, you had the Cubs, the Cardinals, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is exactly what we said, would have been a team that probably would have taken this division, in my opinion, in a 162 game season. Okay. Yeah. And then you had on the other side, the Twins, the White Sox, and Cleveland. Okay. And then when you talk about the fourth teams in the division, the Brewers and the Tigers, I think the Tigers showed some improvement this year. They weren't the pushovers that they'd been in the last few seasons. No, they beat and the, us. And the Brewers were, were their usual scrappy self, and they've gotten into the playoffs. And then the Pirates sucked, and the, uh, Royal sucked. okay so let's let's put those two guys but again those are again out of all those teams that you're playing you know you're playing five really good teams two teams that are decent and two crap teams and so it's a lot different than what you saw in say the west or the east where you saw a lot more teams that were just bad that you got to play on a more consistent basis
2: yeah agreed well uh well I guess we'll get at it tomorrow we got a we got a, a ball live game live from Wrigley. Live from Wrigley Field, we're, we're, we're going to bring it to you, and uh, we'll be there with pregame. I guess if the it's at one oh eight, we'll be there around what like noon or something. Twelve fifteen. I will be down
3: there around seven o'clock in the morning, uh, yeah. making sure that I'm the first one there. But. uh, Talking no, about I, the
2: show when, when they'll see uh, us, oh, the show. We'll, we'll, call it, we'll call it more like a twelve uh because uh, we I want to be there for the pomp and circumstance. Hey, if you want to help us pay for the tickets and beer that we're about to imbibe tomorrow, uh, we we'd really appreciate it if you become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Sunranto. You can join for the whole year all at once for only twelve bucks. You can join at one dollar a month and just like uh, you know dole that out to us like a, a homeless man outside of jewels. So, um, you know, and I promise we will spend it on way less crack and a lot more tickets and beer. So, uh, patreon.com slash sunranto go there. Uh, what, or you could Venmo me (laughs) Venmo Danny rocket. You you look me up, uh, and we'll pay for some shit tomorrow. Uh, we got tickets to buy. We got beer to Mm -hmm. buy. There's three games at Wrigley field. Uh, and I will add this, I wrote uh, a parody song within the last 24 hours. I wrote and recorded I recorded it right before we started this show. This is the premiere of it thanks for tuning into this instead of that stupid ass presidential debate between oldie and oldie two and these <laughs> losers these losers that think that they're good people but seriously vote for Joe Biden because the other guy's a fucking maniac but,
1: uh, <laughs> right right as, yeah, as much as we hate them yeah, both yeah, there is yeah, yeah, one yeah, clear-cut person that we should be voting there's for and that's one Joe Biden. clear-cut
2: choice at this point and it's the person that's not ruining the world so uh, but uh, and take it from a guy who can sing like this because I fucking knock this shit out of this song uh i wrote uh, i did uh oh darling from the beatles this is oh marlins try to stick it to him. uh we and uh david elliott writes in one-time donations on patreon also accepted thank you very much buy the guys a beer for tomorrow absolutely all you gotta do is give us 12 bucks give us 24 give us 36 dollars $36, and that'll uh, go towards... Uh,
3: I will take a picture drinking a beer and thank that Patreon person for being that yeah. live. I will say, this is Crawley with a beer. Thank you, Bill Sugars, for contributing. And yeah. I will drink that beer live and on air.
2: Yeah. So uh, patreon.com slash please, ranto, please, uh, please be and a part I of it. And if I fall off
3: the rooftop for being too drunk because Patreon subscribers get too much money, it'll pay for funeral arrangements, flowers, all that nice exactly.
2: stuff. Exactly. Then, then it's a condolence jersey for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right. Well, here it is. Spagog, everybody. Let's get it. Two games. Let's just fucking rout them like we should. Let's not fuck around with this bullshit fucking Marlins will soar goddamn Creed bullshit. Give them no hope. No, no mercy. hope. Step on next from here on in. Only next stepping. Oh, Marlins. Spagog. 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 Oh!
0: You got COVID, just like the stupid Cardinals, and your whole team, they got coronavirus, yeah, gonna blow it, like Bartman trying to catch a ball, at least there's no way that'll happen. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.